Today's Bible reading is a medley of verses from John's Gospel and First Letter under the theme of light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been through God. If we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Put your trust in the light while you have it, so that you may become sons of light. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. This is the word of the Lord. Normally I would say to you, keep the Bible passage open. That's difficult unless you've got very fast fingers uh, today and we're noting down all those uh, passages on the screen. We'll make those available uh, afterwards uh, as a download on the church website for those who wish to look at it uh, again. But for now we're going to pray and ask for the Lord's help as we consider this great theme that God is light. Heavenly Father, uh, you are the Father of the heavenly lights and we pray that you would shine your truth into our hearts now. Lord Jesus, uh, you are the light of the world. Please grant that we would walk in your light now and always. And Holy Spirit, you enlighten our darkened souls. Please would you bring us to put our trust in Jesus that we may become daughters and sons of light of our Heavenly Father. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, over these two uh, weeks, uh, we're going to be focusing on the two great God is statements uh, that we find in John's first letter. Uh, the, the adults who've been with us over the last few weeks as we've uh, begun to unpack this letter, I hope we'll know what those both are. Now, we can't shout them out like we would do in normal life, but we can probably say them in a conversational sort of a tone. So there are two statements that begin God is uh, in First uh, John the first one is, I'll just put it on the screen accidentally, God is light. And the second is, God is, second one is, God is love. So John says two God is statements in his first letter, God is light and God is love. 
And there are two of the greatest statements, the greatest truths about who God is in the whole of the Bible. And for John, they're not really headings uh, that he then goes to explore in a nice, straightforward way. Uh, They're rather the twin truths that underline everything he says we need to know about who God is in Jesus Christ and what it means to come to trust Jesus and to know him and to live our lives with faith in him. God is light and God is love. And so, it seemed to me a good opportunity uh, to draw in our young people who've not been with us uh, over the uh, adult sermons over the last few weeks, as well for those of us who have been uh, in these sessions, just to step back a bit and ask the question, well, what does that mean? It sounds really simple, and it is, but actually when we begin to think about it, we think, well, what does that actually mean for us to know that God is light and God is Love. So God is light uh, essentially means two things. It means that God is truth. That when God comes in person in Jesus, we're not surprised when we hear Jesus say, I am the truth as well as I am the light of the world. It's what he means by it. So in a world where people make up lots of different ideas about who God is or just don't know and scratch their heads, God himself comes into the world that he's made and says, here I am, I'm the truth, the truth that can set you free, I'm the light of the world. God is light, God is truth. And the truth about who God is in Jesus, we have through the scriptures. That's the way John begins his letter. We have the word of life that is Jesus. And we have the word of life to come to Jesus because it's written for us in the scriptures. Scriptures are the word of life that bring us to trust in the word of life, Jesus. And God is light means that God is holy. We'll think more a little bit about that in a few moments. But the three things I want you to take away from today, so that when you hear that sentence, God is light, are this. It means we need to open our eyes. It means we need to confess our own darkness. And it means we need to follow Jesus. So God is light, open your eyes, confess your darkness, and follow Jesus. That's what it means. That's what it'll mean for you tomorrow morning when you've forgotten the rest about uh, the sermon and the service, uh, and someone says to you, God is light, what does that mean? Oh, open my eyes, confess the darkness, follow Jesus. Let's see how that works. So God is light. That means that God shines the light of his truth into our lives. Have any of you had that experience uh, where perhaps a parent or a spouse gets up earlier than you do and flings open the curtains in your bedroom? Ever had that experience? I'm sure some of you children have certainly had that experience when your mum or dad comes in uh, to your room early in the morning and they put on the light or they fling open the curtains and I wonder what is your immediate reaction If you're being honest, not the sort of answer you know you ought to give in church, what your immediate reaction is when you're sound asleep and someone flings open the curtains, is it to, oh, thank you so much for shining the light. I will now leap out of bed and begin this marvelous new day. I'm so glad you've interrupted my sleep to bring the new dawn. Is that your reaction? Perhaps not instinctively. Perhaps not for all of us. No, uh, I wonder if perhaps that's you uh, or your teenager. uh, You've flung open uh, the curtains and the next stage, you know, is going to be 
the duvet goes over the top. Um, you probably, uh, at least in my experience, unlikely to get anything resembling a coherent sentence. Uh, it's more likely to be some manner of grunt, or perhaps one or two grunts that you then try and interpret. You see, when the light shines on us, our instinctive reaction actually is to hide away from it. And it's like that with God's light. When we first hear about who Jesus is, that there really is a God and that he's real and that he's come to us in person and we can know him, that there's a word of life, as John says in his letter, that he's seen and touched and heard and it's Jesus. Well, the darkness of our hearts is, does the covering over of our heads with the duvet. We don't really want to hear about it when we first encounter the truth of who God is. We say, no, I'm, I'm okay, thank you very much. I'm, I'm walking in my own path. I don't need any of this religion stuff, is often what people say. Even as we who are uh, Christians already want to say, it's not about religion, it's about knowing God, who is truth and love in Jesus. That's our instinctive reaction, and yet God brings us his word of life in the scriptures, in Jesus, uh, so that we might come into his light and discover it as the place of freedom and acceptance and joy in a way that nothing else on earth can bring us to. This is the message John said we've heard from him and declare to you God is light and it's a life-giving light. In him was life and that life was the light of men, as he said at the beginning of his gospel. God's life and God's light, they're two sides of the same thing and they've come to us in Jesus. So don't hide away under the duvet, but rather open your eyes and receive Jesus and trust him. Jesus put it like this, put your trust in the light while you have it so that you may become sons and daughters of light. Perhaps there are some of you here this morning, some of you watching on our YouTube stream, who are intrigued perhaps by Christianity. You are, after all, in church, or you've found our YouTube channel, but you're not yet Christian, or you're not yet sure if you're Christian. What does Jesus, who is God, who is the light, say to you? He says, put your trust in me. Put your trust in the light while you have it. Now, Jesus said that in that form because he was about to finish his ministry and go back up to heaven via the cross. But he says it to us today because none of us knows how long we're going to have to make this choice. Light has been shone on you today. It's Jesus. Will you put your trust in the light while you have it? Because the result is not just that you know some more stuff up here. It's that you become children of the God who made you. You become sons and daughters of light. God is light means God is truth, truth to be received and believed that brings us into God's family. And that's not just the way in uh, to God's kingdom. Uh, this is a picture. I love this picture. I took this picture. Uh, and you won't know where it is, um, but you won't be surprised, those of you who know me well, if I tell you it's in Australia, uh, that that is Main Beach uh, in Southport, uh, as the light of the dawn is shining uh, on the beautiful surf on the most gorgeous beach in the world. But anyway, I must stop uh, going on about that. But you see, God's light, God's truth, doesn't just bring us into God's kingdom. It then enlightens everything about who we are and the way we live. C.S. Lewis said this, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. 
your family, your work, your home, your view of yourself and who you really are, your view of the people you live around, all of that will be changed once you see it in the light of God, bathing you and everyone around you. I haven't got time to explore what that looks like now, but when God's light has come on in your life, nothing stays the same. Everything is then lived in his light. Well, let's come on to the second point. So open your eyes. Here's another picture of uh, your child's bedroom. And you see it on the screen there? It's a good picture, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's your child's bedroom by night. And uh, you have the sort of child, perhaps, who doesn't not worried about the darkness, doesn't need a, a night light like some uh, do. Your child is perfectly happy to have the lights off, the curtains closed. Isn't it a marvelous picture? Now, what can you learn about that room by night? Very little. But when the light comes on uh, in the morning, and then you begin to see what's really there. Uh, I, I got that picture from a website that the uh, article was entitled, Your Child's Messy Room is Your Fault. Because obviously we parents, we need more guilt, don't we? We need to be made to feel bad about our failures in parenting all the time. So I didn't read the article. The headline told me I was never going to be encouraged by it. Uh, but this is the reality. We make a mess. And it's not until the light comes on, and it's grown-ups that make a mess just as much as children. Don't you worry, children. We're perfectly capable of making a mess. But in the darkness, you don't see the mess. When the light comes on, you see it very clearly. And it's a bit like that with God's light shining into our hearts. We didn't see any of the mess that was in there until God turned on the light. And then we began to see our hearts as he sees them or as they really are. Perhaps another everyday illustration will help. Uh, Have any of you got uh, one of these uh, lovely devices, a mobile phone? One of these? Pretty much ubiquitous, aren't they, these days? Everyone has a mobile phone. And if I open my phone and show it to you, it looks fairly clean, doesn't it? I every now and again get one of those little screen wipey things and I I go over it, it looks all right. So according to a number of studies that have been done, this phone is one-tenth as dirty as the average toilet. Put it the other way around, a toilet is ten times as dirty. Uh, Sorry, a phone is ten times as dirty as the average toilet. Uh, The phone, an average phone, will be dirtier than your dog's food bowl, uh, dirtier than the doorknob, uh, dirtier than all sorts of other things that I don't want to talk about in church. Uh, These carry something like 25,000 different kinds of bacteria over every square inch of their screens. Because most of us carry them everywhere that we go in our lives. But it doesn't look that filthy, does it? But having told you that, that this is ten times dirtier than the toilet, would you like to borrow my phone and make a phone call? (laughs) No, Jack is is shaking her head. She doesn't want to borrow my phone anymore. It's great, isn't it? Now no one's going to want to borrow my phone anymore. It's wonderful. I'm just going to put it safely in my nice clean pocket. You see, sometimes we can't see the dirt that's there until that very specialised sort of scientific light comes on it. Or Have you ever um, chewed one of those disclosing tablets uh, uh, and discovered that what you thought were clean teeth actually were full of plaque and dirt and nastiness? In all sorts of ways, we know the reality, don't we, that when light comes in, we see things for the way they really are. And when light of God comes into our lives... 
when we see how perfect Jesus is, when we hear his command to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves, well, then we see the dirt that's in our own lives and our own hearts. Jesus said, this is the verdict, light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. We recoil against the light because we know it's going to show us the ways in which we've sinned, the ways in which we've gone wrong from God. But God's light shines on us, not so that we might stop at that point of just feeling bad, but rather, as he's taught us in his letter, because it will bring us to confess our sins and to discover that when we trust in Jesus, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He does the equivalent with you know, the mobile phone of boiling it in the kettle for 10 minutes or something. Maybe that's a bad illustration because the phone probably wouldn't work so well. It'd be clean, but it wouldn't work so well after that. Now, Jesus cleans us in a way that washes away absolutely every trace of dirt that is there before God and in our own conscience and gives us new life that we might begin to follow him forever. If you're hearing this and just feeling bad, I know I've gone wrong, God. You don't have to tell me again. Well, then do the next step. Confess your sins to Jesus and he will forgive you and purify you. He will make you holy. He will give you his own purity and perfection as a gift when you trust in him and believe that everything that stands between you and God was taken away when he died on the cross. And forgiven like that? Well, Jesus put it like this in his own words. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When God's light shines into our hearts and we confess our sins to him, we then get up and say, Lord, now use me and help me to follow Jesus. We want to confess our sins and we want to walk in the light, follow his ways. We'll think more about that next Sunday when we think about God being the truth and what that looks like. But for today, what does it mean for God to be the light? Well, I told you before, open your eyes, receive him, believe him. Confess your darkness. Don't pretend it's other than what it is. And newly forgiven, follow him with joy and freedom that he might be Lord of your life and change you from within in a way that his light will then be seen by all around. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world. And we pray now that you would draw us to yourself, that we might trust you even some of us, perhaps for the first time, renew our faith for others of us on the journey. Please, would you give us honest hearts that we might confess our sins to you. Everyone, not hide anything from you. And know your complete forgiveness and cleansing. And Lord Jesus, please take us renewed, filled by your spirit, that we may follow you today. And the words we speak, the actions we do, Give us new hearts and new lives that we might be filled with your light forever. Amen.